if you look at someone plugging a guitar string on a, like a um, oscilloscope, it's like the waveform is like really complex and it's like fuzzy and kind of has like this like really complex uh, harmonic content and like all these things happening. And then you hit like a sine wave and it's just like, Ooh, you know, it's right. like this little S, the sideways S. And um, um, it's it's really uh, it's really interesting to me to like, well, how can I make that? You know, like right. And, and so that's like how I started to think about like approaching my own music, where I was like. Well, let me try to figure out how I can design something from the ground up. Um, here I am. All right, everybody, here we go. This is crazy. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Yoni. <laughs> Johnny Wolf. Yo, just got out of Jikun Do. Got some soup upon us, though. Now we're gonna start the show. It's the wandering wolf. We got a lot of negro on the we're gonna skip to that shit fast But first I might just talk What's up y'all, it is the Wandering Wolf Young Wolf, the Lone Wolf Up in this biatch For you guys That's right, I am heating some soup upon the stove As maybe I was doing last week But it is winter Tis the season For unadulterated Soup consumption Oh fucking shit that's how it goes in this house i mean i'm out of spoons i i I tend to use up my um things uh my different dishware flatware dishware uh in inconsistent patterns so they don't necessarily go into the dishwasher all together at the correct time for me to start it so I, i sometimes i gotta wash a spoon you know what i'm saying a lot of Negros on the show today, as as uh, as I said there, and uh, that was a pleasure meeting that guy, who I had heard about for several years, but had never uh, never run across in person. Uh, we're going to get going on some sort of a mix between a couple of different soups here, actually, some short rib soup and some turkey broth. Um, all SCD stuff which means it doesn't have any carbs in it. it doesn't have no noodles or anything like that just all just just the straight uh, some veggies and some uh and the the meats and the bone broth as they say good stuff good stuff i'm doing okay i went to the doctor uh the very next day see what kind of words he could say she could say and she said that um i did gave some gave some blood my god my god I, I am not, and I'm sorry, doctor, beep, if you're listening to this, but man, fuck you. And this, the whole situation there, not fuck you. You're a wonderful, great, you're, I'm sure you're a wonderful person. But I just feel so, um, I feel such a distance between you and I. I feel such a, uh, there's a chasm, you know, there between us. As big as the Grand Canyon. And, and not only that, but then when she came in, 
to talk to me. You know, I, I sort of insisted on, on getting some blood tests because I know that I need them every few months. I get more, I get anemic uh, every, every few months and, and I also need to check my STDs every few months. I just need to keep, need to keep up on my, on my blood. Um, and I've learned that, you know, as being my own patient. I am my own patient, okay? And I have a chronic illness, okay, that I always got to look after. Now, I do pretty well. I mean, I, I take a, a pretty serious care of myself, you know? I'm on this real strict diet, and I, I exercise and yoga and PMA, positive mental attitude, not premenstrual uh, adulation. Uh, but... You know, so I do good with that. But that said, you know, I still have the issues I have and, and uh, I need to get my blood tested. Now, I called to do that and, you know, they, they give you the attitude that, and I'm not trying to bitch about doctors this and that, but they give you the attitude that, like, why are you telling me what you need to be have done to your blood? I'm the one that's supposed to, tell, you know, order, make orders for you or tell you what you want. Yeah, you don't give a fuck about me and you're not going to fucking call me out of the blue like, hey, Yoni, you know, listen, it's been a while. Why don't you come on in? No, I've never experienced anything remotely like that. They stay at the farthest distance they can stay from you until you pester and pester and pester. And then you come in and they're surprised when you're fucking like when your shit's off the charts low or whatever. Not to bitch. And I don't mean to keep saying not to bitch because I'm bitching. I'm bitching. But I think I have that right as as a uh, patient in this really shitty system we have here in the U.S., uh, and I don't know if it's like this worldwide uh, or if this is a, a U.S. thing. Now, I've been to a lot of medical facilities in Europe and shit, but it's generally been emergency rooms and whatnot. I've actually been quite happy with, with uh, how it's been over there, much happier than here, actually. Um, but it's not been perfect, not been perfect. And they don't have the outrageous prices that they have here. Sorry, that's me starting the uh, fire. So when they say we didn't start the fire, I actually did start the fire just right now. Now you know. Um, so, anyway, the results I got back today, and it's it's a little disheartening, you know. I keep I lose I gradually lose blood. That's my problem in my gut. Okay, I have like this slow blood leak thing and an ulcer. I have an ulcer. So uh, yeah, that happens, and and it's it's getting lower, whatever. So I gotta get more uh, iron. I get these iron infusions every every several months. You know, you wouldn't know it by looking at me. I look like I look like pretty hardy. I look like a hardy guy, and I am a hardy guy. When all my other blood results are like insanely good, you know, like every other thing. My cholesterol. She said I have the cholesterol of a five year old, which which I think means just perfect. Uh, the blood is just going wherever it wants to go. Um, around the heart and stuff like that. That said, the blood is too thin, not enough red blood cells. So we all have the problems we have. You know, I stay in shape. I keep my cardio up. Great uh, heart levels, whatever the fuck that's called, heart rate. Uh, uh, resting heart rate of an amphibian, she said. No, she didn't say that, but I wish she had. Something to be proud of. I did gain weight. Uh, I'm at 159. Uh, with my that's with that's with my lead draws on, you know, you got to wear the lead draws when you're trying to get sink down to the bottom of the ocean, you know, so you can take take pictures of sharks and shit. I had those on at the doctor's office. No one asked me to to, to remove them, uh, so I kept them on. No, 159 with the clothes on, regular clothes. 
that's not, you know, that's, that's how tall am I? I'm 5'7", five, 5'8", five, something like that. Probably 5'7". I like to say 5'8". I'm 5'8 with my lifts on, you know. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, everything is good. And, and, and in a way, this, this diet that I'm on, because I have the issues that I have, has put me into a much healthier lifestyle. Not just the diet, but just because I have the problems that I have. I've had to sort of move into a healthy life. I don't drink at all. You know, I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, I don't drink coffee. I don't uh, eat any carbohydrates or sugar. Okay, that's got to be good for me in the long run. Uh, but, you know, I have the problems that I have. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, enough venting. Sorry to vent about that. I don't have any STDs clean as a whistle. If a whistle is clean, that's how clean I am. Um, that's nice. That's good to know. Peace of mind. All that good stuff. That said, i got to switch doctors. I don't know that I'm going to find a better doctor. This is for my what I'm looking for, a primary care doctor. That other doctor was what's called a doctor of osteopathy or whatever. Osteopath? Yeah, osteopath. Which is supposed to be more on the hippie side, but she didn't seem that way. You know, she didn't seem like anybody that was thinking about lifestyle or, or anything like that. Diet and lifestyle and holistic nothing. She seems like a regular standoffish, I'll tell you what to do kind of doctor. Uh, let's look at your blood and that will tell us everything we need to know. I don't need to hear any word out of your goddamn pie hole. She, that was her talking to me. She never said that actually. But that was the impression. I did get a negative impression. I feel like because I was calling him pestering um, or something. That was the impression that I got. That they, they, you know, they told her, this guy, he keeps calling and he wants to get, he, he, he knows that he wants a vitamin D test in his blood and he wants this and that test in his blood. You didn't even order these tests. I don't know why he thinks he can order these things. You know, okay, so they got a little testy. Because I, I've been advocating for myself for so long as I haven't had health care and I haven't had anybody looking after me, but they don't look after you anyway. Not in my experience, man. Anybody in Cincinnati that has a doctor that, uh, you know, gives them attention and, and uh, cares at all, let me know. I Maybe I'll hook up with them. I doubt they're on my plan. I have a, you know, poor person plan or whatever. Maybe that's the whole problem. Anyway... Anyway, 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 goodness gracious, sorry. I am going to Costa Rica in a few weeks, y'all. I am looking forward to that. Got to get some blood before that or iron. Other thing that's going on with me, I've been getting all this shit in. I'm getting my room together finally. I know I've been talking about that for a long time, and I have gotten it together in stages. But uh, I'm working on another stage of it now. Got some different things, some different little units to go in my rack. That was not a euphemism at all about titty fucking or nothing like that. Um, but yeah, getting some things going here. It's going to be easy peasy breezy to work in this studio. We've been working, of course, over at my brother's house, uh, every day, pretty much, uh, recording and, um, you know, making music, making music, what we do, what we get paid the little bucks for. Get a lot of, uh, a lot of respect for it. We appreciate that respect, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's my life. I got a lot of negro on the show tonight. That's black ice cream, baby. Uh, which I assume is maybe what would that flavor be? Like a liquor? They do like a licorice flavored ice cream, 
are like a dark, dark chocolate, uh, bittersweet chocolate, a spe- like a Hershey's Special Bar, which were, of course, uh, if you recall, from the 80s, uh, the greatest thing to get in your trick-or-treat bag was a, was a special dark, the small ones. And, and, and though that was like fucking currency uh, in, in childhood. You know, that was like cigarettes in prison right there. Special darks, uh, the little ones, the minis that you get in your... I don't know if about you. Did you go around? We, we just rolled around in, with plastic bags. We didn't have none of those little plastic, uh, you know, jack-o'-lanterns or whatever, pumpkin things. Or, you know, I don't know. They're pro- nowadays, they have special, like, trick-or-treat bags that you can get at Whole Foods or something like that. Special little bag. We just rolled around with fucking Kroger's bags or IGA bags. Those are grocery stores in Cincinnati. And uh, hold that shit out and say trick or treat. Uh, but we always wore costumes. We always wore costumes. But anyway, special dark. Elado Negro. Yeah. Uh, been hearing about this guy since maybe 2010 or something like that. I don't know. That seems right. Like before, maybe just before I moved back to Cincinnati or around then. Um, and heard good things, heard his music, liked it, but didn't own an album so uh you know couldn't couldn't like listen on repeat or whatever but in studying up for this uh, i got uh into his shit he's great he's fabulous sings in, in english and spanish switches back and forth willy-nilly uh ad hoc as they say uh, i think that's the right way to say that and uh what a fucking gem roberto what a gem really nice guy sweetheart i'm i'm Pleased as punch, pretty in pink. Pleased as punch to have him on today's podcast. Uh, let's get deep into this conversation with Roberto Lane. Yo, what's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you, man. Thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. What's happening? Um, now Which working on some music over my brother's house. Which door should we go through? That's a great question. <laughs> I assume you came from one of them, and I think it was that one, if I, my memory serves. I've only heard a few of your shows, and I've obviously heard um, your music, so that's really cool. Oh, you heard a few of the podcasts already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I listened to the one because I know um, I met Seb uh-huh. through Paul. Yep. So, like, I listened to that one. Yeah. And I think I listened that to... That one, the, the infuriating thing about that one... Is he has this um, smoke detector? Seb does. That I don't know if you noticed, but like every, like, you know, it's seventy-two seconds or whatever, the smoke detector will go boop. Oh, he didn't change the battery. He went, uh, I, I was like, Seb, how do you live like this in this place? <laughs> anyway, okay, you heard that. And which, what other? It's one? like the, um, it's like the reaffirmation that life, like he's alive or something like that. Exactly. Not, if that exactly. shit doesn't right. work, it's boop. like okay. <laughs> like the, the reintroduction of the mantra <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> um, who else? Who, who else? Um, I think I maybe heard a little bit of Angels. Yeah. They're Dorian. Are you friends with Angel? I know her. We're not okay. like super tight, but we're, we're, we're acquaintances. Cool. And then... Um, From the when she lived in Brooklyn days? Yeah. Yeah. And who else? I'm trying to think why I'm remembering something else, but maybe I don't. Anyways... I think that's all I got for you. Cool. Uh, well, look, I, I didn't know. I didn't know you knew who I was at all. Yeah. My, and, uh, yeah. Are you recording right now? Yeah. Because I, I want to get this on tape. The reason I know your work is because um, 
my friend Eric Sandel from who I've just been friends with for a long time. He's like a huge fan of your work. Okay. From like since like like two thousand ninety nine. Okay. And like he He's would been old school. Yeah, he would like make me like uh, CDRs of like your shit and like side projects of like the cats you rolled with and yeah. like he's like oh you gotta check this out and you gotta check this out and okay. I, so I was like kept abreast <laughs> you know what I mean like cool. it was just like I was he was definitely like lacing me up with like d- like things here and there and it's like I heard stuff like throughout the years so yeah it's it's an honor oh, to oh, just cool. like be making some crazy full circle connection like likewise 15 14 years later or whatever so yeah likewise i've been hearing about your shit the past several years and uh listening to it and and yeah man uh it's an honor to finally meet you and, and do well, and do this and talk and shit and i and we hooked up we should say through through serengeti yeah mutual friend who you True know human broker through <laughs> you know him how, how do you know him i know uh dave aka sarangati yeah, I can never speak French, yeah. but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, Mr. Serengeti, he, uh, um, we got, we hung out a whole bunch in Miami last year. Okay. Because him, should, should I say this? I guess I could say this. I don't know if you're, I know what you're gonna say, but I don't know that I'm you I'm working on a new it. record with him. Yeah, let's just say that. And, um, I guess, I don't know if it's a big deal, but anyway. Other mysterious partners. Yeah, and, um, it's cool, it was fun because we're just like... It was some like real world Miami. It was like we just like lived in a house with made beats but no drama. Uh, <laughs> you know? With a poolside and I'm get so a so jealous. Get a tan. That sounded so nice, man. That sounded so nice. It's fresh and yeah. um and he's a, he's a, he's definitely like uh, an enlightened human to just be like around. So it was a good time. Yes. Yes. No, he's he's my dude. I'm actually going to Costa Rica in in uh a couple weeks to kick it and work on a record that me and him been doing together just like mixing and stuff and he may stop down for a, a bit and just just kick it we just we just we have a good hang yeah good hangs that's cool um but okay so do in in that vein do you collaborate with people often is that something that you do often where you where you'll work on on records with other people or for other people like do you produce for other a lot of other people or i don't know no i mean I usually work on things I'm interested in working on. So, yeah, I guess the answer is yes. But it's also, like, it's not so much, like, open solicitation. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm down to talk. Like, I, I didn't even know. I knew Serengeti because I had done a remix for him and, um, what was it, his partner's name? That they did that record on Anticon? Uh, uh, with? Serengeti and? Oh, 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 Polyphonic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. So I did a remix okay. for that record years ago. Mm-hmm. When was that? That material was great, man. Yeah, yeah. that was like on the, you did a one from the Anacon record. Yeah. Okay. Was that eleven or twelve? So I can't remember. Yeah, when like it was. eleven, I think. And so I was introduced to him via that, and then him and I did some weird, random in store in Chicago, where it was just like me and him and the guy who runs the record store and my friend and maybe someone else. No, no one came. No one came. Yeah. And maybe like a, maybe some of his fans. He's very famous, and. um I think he had a few fans there, and yeah. then, um, uh, and then we, essentially, we didn't really know each other. It was just like, oh, what's up? I did a remix, and he was like, yeah, cool. And then we're like, all right, and then that yeah. was it. <laughs> and then, um, and then going to Miami was like an adventure because it was like I really didn't know him, so yeah, it's like getting getting to know you, right? You know, it's right. a lot of that. And um, 
which is exciting because it's always, you know, especially I like getting to know new people. That's I mean that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast too. Yeah. Because like I could call you or I could get I could find your information through mutual friends and then be like. Can I come down there and then just like, uh, uh, like, can we get coffee? Like, you know, it's like, that's weird. But this is our, a way we can get to know each other, and it's on tape, and you know, and, yeah. and, and it's a little more. Uh, I don't know. It's a reason for it or something like that. No, it's nice, and we have mutual friends, and I think yeah. there's something. There's a little bit something less. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like you're promoting anything. It's other than just like a I'm hang. I'm not, and, and I don't get paid for it, and I it, I just like doing it. Yeah, you know? it's just yeah. I dig that. So that's how I know Serengeti. Okay. Right. That was a long-ass story. Sorry. But, but what I was wondering also is, do you, so do you oh, like... Oh, collaborating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. so okay, you've, 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 I re- do. you do remixes sometimes, but do you do, like, quote-unquote beats for people? Not, not for a long time. I used to, a long time ago. We used to, I used to, like, work with a lot more, like, MCs and... Yeah. And, 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 and... Is that how you got into shit? Can we talk about how you got into shit? Or yeah, is that yeah. Too, is that, no. like, going far, too far back? Like how, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can go back. How long you been doing this shit? I've been making beats, per se, beats, drum, like, you know, things with my sampler. I started that, like, I think. You in, started samplers? I started samplingers, <laughs> and I did start a sampler. I, uh, <laughs> no, um, I bought, what did I do? What did I tell me what I did? In 1999, I got an MPC. Okay. Because I heard it in the song. Yep. I'm like, I was like, I want to make beats. And I heard that MPCs is what makes beats. That was the thing, yeah. And, you know... And you were, where were you living at that know, time? Were you in Florida at that time, or were you up here? I was in Savannah, right. Georgia. I was in art school. Okay, you went to SVA. No, SCAD. I mean, uh, SCAD. that's what I meant. At SCAD, SCAD, yeah. What's SVA? That's in New York. Okay, okay. And, um... So, uh... So I started making beats there, and that's where I started hearing, like, different people's stuff. Obviously, like, just a plethora of people who made instrumental music mostly and then that's what you were feeling most yeah I think we can go deeper than that but I would say like the genesis of like me attempting to like start making songs was like when I got that sampler in like 99 and I was like alright what do I put in this thing cause it's like you get it and there's nothing in it you know right <laughs> and it's like there's like that. then you get they over that hurdle that, that stock uh, pre-made beat that comes with it or something yeah there's like drum samples and I was like what and yeah. I don't even think mine came with that disc. And um, uh, but then there was, like, the whole uh, obsession with, like, finding music. Like, finding uh, records. Samples. Yeah, right. finding samples. And that became, like, the whole other part of, like, life. Digging. Where it was, like, in- introducing myself to people who were, like, were diggers. Right. And then, then it's just, like, then you become a part of this, like, crew of people that, like, you're, like, in this constant conversation about like what's what where's what you gotta get this who has this and then like the unspoken See, communication like you know what I mean like we're in the record store and, and like you're like do I ask about this or do right. I just gotta know that I gotta if get I this if I ask about this they're gonna jack the price up on me or or, or is like my boy or the, my, my boy's friend is he gonna think I'm like <laughs> whack because I don't know right, that this right, beat right. is like the one that's already been used and I shouldn't right. sample it like so many like un uh, written rules. Dale, I saw you said in fucking 1992. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the background drum of the potholes in my lawn. Um, but uh, um, what I was going to say is I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't have pegged you. I wouldn't have known exactly where you were coming from. Honestly, if I would have like guessed, I would have thought you were coming from like a music school background or like a, like an instrument guy 
and then you started producing. That would have been my guess. Hmm. I don't know why. No, I well, I've, I did. So I did a ton of releases via that um, world. Well, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. That's the thing. My, a friend of mine said it really well. It's it's um, it's difficult being plural. You know what I mean? Like when you have like different interests so many interests and so many things that you're doing within those interests and um so while i got signed to a hip-hop label when i was like 19 that label counterflow recordings okay they had like five d's was on it oh shit okay and then like uh all these cats were on it you know like panda one was on it like you know this was like 99 2000 you know so i got signed to that label with my group with my friend matt which was like uh kind of like electronic weird rock vibes you know instrumental music and but you and you were but you were were you doing samples with that no i was that was just like us live like okay. making stuff with instruments that we found and like sampling re just re uh, like looping instruments yeah looping but also um also kind of like reconfiguring the sounds processing it and making it whatever it could be you know yeah. not so much like about playing but just about making as a studio group and um Approaching it the same way I was approaching hip hop production, but with a different set of tools. Uh-huh. And, um, but that's the first one that kind of got attention. Yeah, for okay. for us. And then I, I was doing another project called Epstein, and that was all sample based beat stuff that I'd been releasing with the label in Miami from like 2004 to 2010, and it was only out in okay. Japan. Okay. So I'd always go to Japan to tour. You know, never you never big, big in Japan, as they say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that's like the background ish. You know. Okay. Okay. And then. When did you start doing doing the uh, HN stuff? Um, I just made that, that that I just made that up. I know that's gonna be. We should rebrand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Helado Negro, um, black ice cream. I started that in like 2008, and then um, and then that's just been like the ongoing um, project and everything else. That's kind of been your focus, I guess. Yeah, I I. I, I did the final Epstein record like in 2010 or 2011 and that was just like you know that was like the, all the loop based um, sample based stuff that I'd been doing for such a long but time but was that also solo? yeah okay and were you singing on that stuff too? no or that was all instrumental okay right so is that the departure from Epstein to Elado Negro is, is the singing on it? yeah okay. I think so the lyrical quality yeah. of it and the song structures are still pretty similar I feel like you, you never can really change what you do in a you sense. You have your, your style and your feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your sensibilities. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that was the beginning of that. And how did you hook up, like, has all the Elato Negro stuff been, been on Asthmatic Kitty? How it did you been. hook up with those guys? Um, and, like, was it through the Epstein stuff? Or, or it was what? through okay. the Epstein stuff. It was uh, this dude, Michael Kaufman, yeah. who was um, managing the label at the time. He heard Epstein in like 2007. Okay. And I was like, yo, do you want to remix this thing? And I was like, word. And then he was like, do you want to remix this other thing? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, yo, I have this thing called El Lado Negro. And at the time I had been um, doing, uh, I had I joined uh, that group, uh, the Savatha and Savalas group. Oh, okay. And so I produced. You were playing with him live? Well, we did the last record together. Okay. So I wrote the last record with him. Okay. Um, and produced the last record while I was doing that with him. Because he's from Atlanta, no? Yeah, Somewhere yeah, yeah. around there? Okay. But he lives in New York. Um, okay. But um, uh, I uh, I made started making the Lalo Negro stuff at parallel to that at time. Because okay. I was, like, writing a bunch of stuff for him, but then there was, like, stuff that was, like, didn't seem, like, appropriate. And then, like, I gave it to Asthmatic Kitty, and they're, like, make an album. Yeah. And I was, like, I made an album. They're, like, let's put it out. And I okay. was, like, and then we got an album. And that was 08. 
and you, and then oh nine it came out the first record. How many how many uh, Elado Negro albums have there been since the, since? There's like been? five proper albums, but yeah. I think there's ten prop there's ten releases. I was gonna say you seem pretty pro. It seems like there's always something new coming out. Yeah, know? there is unfortunately. <laughs> How does that People act? must be like Damn this fool Needs to stop making No music. it's good It's good man I, I struggle with like Finishing stuff I, I I have so many Albums started right now You know what I mean But it's yeah. hard to like Alright I'm gonna take the thing To the To the To the end You know Yeah Um, What's your What's your workflow like Like how How are you uh, What's your process like Rather like Or or is it It's case to case I yeah. feel like Cause it's like In, in, in what I'm That's some Mm, that lip balm reminds me of uh, that Carmex shit, right? It's like cherry. It, it just reminds me of my youth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just smells like that old like cherry chapstick that yeah. I used to wear as a kid. Man. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, workflow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, case like, to case. So it's like, like, look. Let me put it this way: if you if you're putting out um, at least a record a year, it sounds like. Yeah. At least plus EPs or whatever, like. Then you must have some. You've got some things figured out. Yeah. No. It's. I think a long time. Well, with the Epstein stuff, I ended up making something like eight or nine releases. With the Rom stuff, we ended up doing like three releases, and then I have a ton of like other projects that I've done. And that's like, I did a, a album with my friend Juliana Barwick called Amber. Um, I've done you know some of the Savath and Savala stuff. So I produced like one of the Prefuse records, mixing other friends' records. It's like. It's constant, so something that like kind of was instilled in me initially with like the Epstein stuff was like I was working with this dude um, who ran the label that I was releasing with called Beta Bodega, and he goes by La Mano Fria, and like just something that was like you know whether or not it was good advice or bad advice, it was just like um, critical kind of like uh, creative critical advice, you know, or direction mm-hmm. where it was just like you know he's like just finish it and then you can move on to something new and then if you don't like that. La Mano Fria said this. Yeah, okay. and and so I thought that was good in, in terms of like, it's like yeah, like what am I overthinking? Right. Just get, just don't don't overthink it too much is what he's saying. Yeah, and and there's you're learning it within the process and you're and and the lear- part of the learning process is like releasing it, you right. know, or finishing right. it, and because then you finalize it and you're like, all right, I don't want to do that again, and right. so then the you know each thing is a stepping stone. It's not so much like this is my landmark piece of I, work. I you tend know? to be kind of perfectionistic, I think. And there's n- there's nothing um, wrong with that. I think I think I'm also pretty uh, anal about how things get aligned and things are um, set up. And I spend a lot of time. I mean, that's what I do is I just spend time on it, like you, all you, the time. You spend a lot of time, and and you're like I'll go like nine hours on a song straight. You what, know what what programs are you using now? Like what are you, or or, or you know, I don't know. Are you still using out, out, outside samplers and things? You know, I use. I mean, I've always made music with computers. Yeah. I think the MPC, the introduction of the MPC, like what it did was it broke down um, the ability to uh, manipulate things with my hands in a sense. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like kind of like abstracted it because like when you're looking at a computer, it's like you see it in your face. And at the time, computers, I didn't really have like a powerful computer. Right. But yeah, and so now I use like Ableton or Pro Tools or um, I've been using Ableton since like 2001. My boy got like a crack of it. And like, okay, I didn't even hear about that until like 2010. I, like no, it was like my, my my friend was like mega into, and our school was pretty special at the time. 
we had a really great professor who was like uh, this is scat or this scat is, okay. yeah and he was advocating kind of um sound as a uh, as a fine art you know not just like this like engineering school how to like record how to get right. sound it was like we we're learning a lot about like installation art and learning a lot about um processing and, and kind of like how it's used in context of not just in like song or pitch based music, just things that were just like sonically. Audio art. Yeah. Was was that your was that your uh, major there? Audio art or or it, it was like sound design. Sound. But um, and animation. I studied computer art okay. animation. But um, well, yeah, that's how I got into shit. You know, it's like I got into it, organizing it through that realm, like all those little bits and pieces. I'm I'm sidetracking a lot. So, I'm but sorry. no, that's all right. So 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 it's it's. Why the computers work for you is it's visually based as well as audio based, and you can line things up and have and kind of. I can dig that. Yeah. Um, and the thing, the key thing about that too, it's part of the process of like. Uh, using tools that get my ideas out, you know. Yes. And like that, I think that's been part of like what has helped me make so much. Where it's just like I'm not um, slowed down by trying to learn an instrument. Yeah. Per se. Which I, th- I admire, like people can you who are play, like. Can you play any instrument decently proficiently, or, or not even so I much? I can I can play things. Yeah, I'm not. I would never call myself any of those things. But I can like I can pick up a guitar and, and play. I've been playing. I've played a guitar for a long time. Yeah. Or piano, but not like. I'm not the dude. Not to call. super well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Don't call me up to like. Right. Jam on your on your track. Sure. In that respect, I mean, I can write by myself and like figure out the right. things that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's what I dug about all that stuff, software, at least, you know, making music um, like that. And so the maybe to rewind, because I feel like I'm jumping around a lot. I'm We're sorry. jumping around a lot, but that's all right. That's okay. So the thing about sampling that was really interesting was, like, I sampled shit, not shit, songs. And then the really exciting thing was, like, you you, you heard it and then you liked it. and then now, And then I got into the idea of, like, well, how was that sound made? And then I would deconstruct this, the sample. And so then I bought like a Wurlitzer 200A and then I got like an ARP Odyssey synthesizer and then I got like a tape machine then I got an Echoplex. And I started buying like all this stuff to kind of like start recreating Make it myself. Make samples, yeah. And then like for years I was like make, you know, that's how I was like designing my sounds, like building it from the ground up on my own. And then, um, and then I kind of had like full circle realization where I was like oh I can make everything with a computer in terms of like I'm working from like the rawest of sound um, source which is like the computer can produce like the raw sound source you know whether it be digital or analog you know but so you mean you mean creating a sound from from sine waves and shit like that yeah in, ra- rather than bringing in an instrument or something audio from instruments and right shit. yeah it's like if you look at someone plugging a guitar string on a, like a um oscilloscope it's like the waveform's like really complex and it's like fuzzy and kind of has like this like really complex uh harmonic content and like all these things happening and then you hit like a sine wave and it's just like whoop, you know it's right. like this little s the sideways s and um um it's it's really uh it's really interesting to me to like well how can i make that you know like right and, and so that's like how i started to think about like approaching my own music where i was like well let me try to figure out how i can design something from the ground up whether it be just sounds, you know? so is that what you're doing now? Is you're 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 basically going in and creating each sound 
um, on a synthesizer? As much as I can, but it's not so much a synthesizer, but as it is like the computer. Like I design. use that. I don't. I don't mean to synthesize like a keyboard. I mean just yeah. synthesizing sound. <laughs> yeah. From from um, other sounds and waves. Or, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Processing and yeah. So there's a percentage of that. Where I'm not like dogmatic about it. Yeah. But there's a percentage of that, and then there's another percentage where I still like grab samples, but I. Uh, destroy them and make them be something that they're not. Yeah, you know, and turn them into something that like doesn't exist in a conventional instrument or in a, an acoustic realm. And right. so the only way to reproduce it is by having the sample. You know, uh-huh. where people are like, "How you you know you can't play that?" And so it's like, "Well, you can't play this on an instrument." You know what I mean? Like this only exists here. Yeah, this is what it is. It's part of this music. You know. So in that vein, um, so when you play live. You do it. You you play by yourself mostly. Yeah. And you you pretty much have to play those sounds. Absolutely. Have you, have you ever thought about playing with a band? I have. I've played with a band plenty of times, and I have like different. You know, I think it's like context and like choosing and picking what makes the most sense. And like, I actually have this big show. I'm gonna plug a show. We can plug it. Yeah. <laughs> March twenty first. Okay. In Minneapolis, it's gonna be an eighteen piece ensemble. It's gonna all be right. a night of my music. Yeah. With like a string section and all my friends playing my music. Is that at like the art museum or something like that? Or? No, it's at the New Ordway Center for the okay. St. Paul Chamber Orchestra, and it's okay. Like, that sounds something pretty it's, official. It's very. It's yeah. like the most official shit I've ever yeah. done in my life. Maybe not. I was born, and I think someone made a paper, but it was very. It's very exciting. <laughs> it's very, it's, it's good. And, um, That's dope, man. Congratulations. Yeah. And so that, yeah, the band aspect, so then reinterpreting, this is where this has come up a lot, this comment of like, this, there's a sound. You can't really describe, it's not like a guitar sound. It's not like a melodic progression. It's just a sound that's a part of the song, you know? It's a sound. It's literally, you just call it a sound, yeah. you know? And um, how do you translate that? Do you just play the sound with the band, or do you try you're, to get those You're guys? saying something that's not even necessarily uh, tonal? It's pitch-based, but yeah. it's, like, it's complicated. It's not, like, it's not one melody, and it's not a chord. Yeah. It's like this thing that's like doing a chord, a melody, and right. like it a has, rhythm. It's a, it's a flavor in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that in the conversation of like being with a bunch of people has come up. So that's, that's exciting. And I don't... I'm not. I don't have like a, a fetish to like have a band or be. I just do what I do because it's like that's how I make it, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to like uh, convey that in a performative sense too. You uh-huh. know, like that's my, only been my um, my rules to make sure like whatever I'm doing with that music, make sure it translates the way I want it to. I don't feel the need to like have a drummer, a bass player, a synthesizer sure. player, you know, because it's, and, and I respect people who do that, but I just, I can't do it because it's just like, I, I'm like, I don't even have the means to do that. So right. let me just try to figure this out. You know? the, the thing that, that I feel like, um, I'm just reading my notes, that's all. Yeah. Um, the thing that, that, that I feel like is that a band does add, and for me personally, like, like all, I <laughs> just pulled out a second chapstick container this one blistex first one carfax carmax um no you gotta keep gotta keep hydrated lips man gotta gotta keep labial hydration um but a band does add a certain energy for me yeah I, i do solo shows now as well and i do enjoy that and it's it's like an easy way to be able to make um a decent amount of money without splitting it with seven people or whatever the fuck 
Um, and it's a whole different experience. And it's a different experience. And it's and there's like a there's a certain responsibility you have on a stage by yourself, almost like you know, like a, like somewhere between a stand up comedian and 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 someone with a band because you know you don't have that. You have a little bit of something to hide behind. There's nothing your, to hide behind your music. I yeah. mean, you know, you have music. You know, you're going to sing songs rather than just yeah. get up there and just start talking. Uh, but but you don't have all these other people to hide behind. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about it that that is good. But but you're going to feel good with that fucking 42 piece orchestra <laughs> because it's going to feel you'll feel the energy of all those people. Yeah. You know. And it is exciting. So we just did a residency at Mass Mocha, workshopping this, and um, we did a work in progress. And it's, man, there's nothing more, like, I got emotional, like, during the sound check, because I was like, you know, we just learned 15 songs in five days, and that's crazy, and these guys are, like, in it with me, they're just jumping down the chute, and we have no idea where, like, the end is, if it's going to be, like, cement, a river, a lake, you know what I mean, right, we, don't, we right. don't know what's at right. the end of this, but we, we all just jump down, they jump down behind me. Jello. They could be jello. <laughs> Hopefully um, it's whipped cream. <laughs> But but what's the funding for this shit? Is it like grants from like? I got a grant recently, which is really cool. Do you write? How do you do? I that? didn't do that. Okay. Um, the people that I'm working with, the Liquid Music series, um, in St. Paul. Yeah. They essentially asked me if I wanted to apply for it, and I did through them. Like they helped me apply for it through for this project. Just because they were fans, and they were like, "Let's get this guy," and. Well, they well they're already they're already um, they're already commissioning the show, but the fact that I got this grant, it like just gave it even that much more like uh, ability to just like be executed. You could hire more people. You could just there's yeah. a lot more cushion. Yes, yes, which is nice, right? For the book. right. Um, let's talk a little bit about. I'm curious a little bit about the role that lyrics and vocals play for you um, within the song. Ha- at what point in the song is that? Is that the first thing you write, or is that like something that is more of like an? I don't want to say afterthought, but you know, post like producing a song with chordal changes and whatever, and then you, then you kind of come up with melodies, then you come up with lyrics, or is it like I have my lyrics and my melody, and then I'm going to find something that works with it, or how does that tend to work, or is it always different? Um, mo, it's very very few times is it extremely um different there's there's, a, there's occasions but um i'm not like a um wordsmith like you or like uh serengeti where you guys i feel like write a lot of words down and like there's like a very like someone say too many words <laughs> you guys have like an ability to like um illustrate things through words like outside of music you know in a melodic sense like you get you know, I could just read the stuff you guys write, and I feel like it's entertaining. It doesn't need anything else. Flattery but... will get you everywhere, <laughs> And And I mean that in uh, the sense that, like, I don't... I'm always jealous of people who have that ability, like, to just, like, be able to, like... Oh, this is a great experience. And I read, and right. I'm like, damn, how'd you get all this out? I'll be like, right. that shit was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And cool. <laughs> that's, like, there's that's most of my, um... Uh, most of what I... How I describe experiences. But, um... But with singing and songs, it's like I'm building the song or there's like a loop or an idea that's maybe looping over and over again, the initial idea. And then I'll, I'll work out like phonetic, melodic complements to it where that tends to work to my favor for, you know, singing in Spanish 
which is what I do a lot. That, so that usually points towards Spanish, or that, or, 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 see, in my mind, I'm like, well, he has the two languages that he can choose. So if he has a sound or or a melody that tends to point towards a certain word, because because I'll start with gibberish sometimes if I'm just writing a, a melody. Yeah. But with you, you can kind of go more towards Spanish or English, depending. It's that. I mean, it's definitely gibberish, but it's it's like working. I mean, like I'll usually work with. Um, vowels first it's like the easiest thing and I'll just like be shaping mm-hmm. like some kind of phonetic melody mm-hmm. and then it's like I'm like oh it's a word like it's right. I forgot that sounds like this in Spanish and then Spanish is good for that because it's a lot of consonant vowel consonant vowel consonant vowel, yeah. that kind of thing yeah and I told someone this recently and I, I was thinking about this how like English is hard to sing with because it's like um, I mean, that's not exactly true but I think for me it is in, in, in some senses there's like difficult words especially like words that are important for communicating ideas like right. the the word the this is like who's ever saying the word the right in a beautiful way it's like two consonants before a vowel right and it's just like fuck that shit man That's yeah too much time spent on like two two letters that are like informing you already it's like right the redundant you know yeah <laughs> i mean we get used to you know for me i guess i think of it more in relation to speech patterns in a way that, that we might naturally have as English speakers. But I think, yeah, as far as the, the rhythm of the language, you know, I'd say English, I hate to say this, English is more similar to, like, German or, like, Dutch or some shit, which I, those languages are disgusting sounding. <laughs> to me, that's my opinion. No offense to my, my, my German and Dutch listeners, and I love you people. But it's just not, to me, it's not that, whereas I love the sound of French, which is a little, French is a little weirder, but, but like Italian and Spanish, very, Portuguese, Portuguese, very vowel consonant, very, a lot more rhythmic. And you know what, but, and and I will say this about the only thing in, in, within the English language that I think growing up as, as a young man, I was... You were a young man when you were growing up? I was, and I grew up, and then I think grew down. <laughs> and then rap was the one way that I kind of, like, understood as, like, a lyrical way to uh, break down grammatical structures to, like, make it yours and make it work with, with an idea. And I was like, and now it's the only time where I was like, okay, they did it. Someone who's, like, an MC or a rapper can do that, and I admired that. And so, like, within my own, I was like, well, I have a language that I can use that I grew up with, and, like, that's important for me, you know? And Did you grow, you grew up speaking Spanish in the yeah. house? And, okay. And so that that's kind of, like, you know, I've taken, you know, a lot of my influences always been, like, hip-hop and rap, like, growing up. And so I took the same, like, process, and I was like, well, let me just apply that to a language that I know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you grow up within your own cultural uh, boundaries of, like, language and stuff, and, 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 and that's, like, what I admired about hip-hop, just because it was just, like, there's these words that you're just like, damn, that shit is fresh. Like, sometimes, how, how do you not talk like that all the time? Right. You know, because I feel like you go somewhere and, and there's just like a feeling that you have to say 300 words to communicate one idea. And this is like, I could have said that in one word. Right. You know? Right. There, there's something about, um, probably in all languages, but, but yeah, I, I think, I think rap in English because it's so, you know, I think when, when you're writing songs, how do I explain this? There's there's songs that can be written that are more universal 
and are and you have to translate your lyrics uh, or, or your your like the way you're singing your lyrics in in a way that kind of anyone could sing in a way. Yeah. But within rap uh, in in that world, it's so based on the vocalist, you know, and and their own inflections and their own speech patterns. Um, that I, I love that aspect of it, you know, and and they can say something in a way that um, wouldn't rhyme, like technically, yeah. but it rhymes <laughs> yeah. because of the way that that that, yeah. that person, that very specific individual, you know, speaks. Yeah, I love that, and that's important. So for me, I took that idea, I feel like, and I and and then applied it to Spanish, and then so when mm-hmm. I sing, I'm building. Sounds and then the sounds come from the words and then the words build the theme, you know. And then I find the theme and sometimes I throw English words in there too because right. I can. Because fuck it. <laughs> Is that can you? Are 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 you? Do do you find that your your subject matter tends to be on the personal side or or on the more universal side? Are you are you pointing towards you know individuals in your life? Are you speaking towards people? You know, I'm being cryptic for sure. I mean, there's moments where it's just like I don't think I could be so like on the surface about like. A lot of what goes on in my life, and I, and I think a lot of people do that. Why? Because you have a lot of seedy shit. Yeah, mostly, <laughs> mostly that, and um, I don't want people to know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, uh, it's yeah. I think people. Some people do that shit really well. Like, yeah. They're really good at like telling you about their life and making you feel bad. Right. They're good, <laughs> and um, and then um, I couldn't do. I just there's so I'm cryptic with it, and yeah. I, and and. And it's kind of exciting because I, what I do with it, I think a lot of times I end up creating like loose chronologies. Is it chronologies? Chron- well, chronology is yeah, like the the order Timelines. of things. Yeah, yeah, so the chronology of like my own timeline of my own life. So like, I'll pull something from when I was like seven, and then interlock it with something that happened last week, and then lock it in with something else that happened. Like, so it's like line to line, it kind of jumps to like different my own different memories. That kind of like seem to like have some kind of connecting patterns. What we're realizing in science is that <laughs> time and space become irrelevant and actually don't exist when you get to small enough particles. So when you go, which those are inside of you and inside of me, and and in everything we see, the the, the sub subatomic stuff. Okay, we're talking about, uh, you know, we're, this is string theory and this kind of thing. Yeah. So, I watch a lot of documentaries. I want to know about this. <laughs> so basically, I, like this. I love Neil Tyson. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. When when shit gets small enough, it 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 doesn't like time and space don't really register. So two things can be what they call entangled. You know uh, uh, what what's called quantum entanglement, where two two particles can um, be entangled to to sort of operate in. A reflective manner, so they they just like copy each other, and they can be separated by a million light years, huh. right? And they and they'll and instantaneously they'll do the same thing, so they don't recognize time and space. What does that say? So to me, That's you crazy. you saying I don't want to get caught up in all that shit that I've been thinking about lately. No, let me know. But, like, hit it, hit me with it. But 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 to me that 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 relates to what we're talking about because. Something that happened to you when you were seven or something that happened to you last week or something that happened before you were born, you know, can all really sit in the same moment. Why not? 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Why not? If they relate, if they have if they have a relationship, they can they can rhyme, they can dance together. Yeah. Right? And I feel like I. I feel like a lot of my friends I hang out with, we always talk about, like, different moments in our, like, we, we tell a story and then, like, someone be like, oh, yeah, my boy, when I was, like, six, my boy Johnny from next door, we used to do karate together and then we, like, chop down this tree with this, like, you know what I mean? And then we'll, we'll like, go on these, like, crazy, like, um, very, like, pattern, crazy, non-sequential, like, timelines of just, like, life and a conversation and, like, we'll just, like, share these moments about, like, time but not, like, being nostalgic. Just kind of, like, saying it is at it, like, as, as it just took place or maybe it just took place, like, two days ago or a right. day ago. Right, And I enjoy that about life because I think that's... Just dry, just in a dry Hemingway manner. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> this happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, 26 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how old are you, by the way? I'm turning 35 this year. I'm 35. I'm 35. You really? Yeah. Happy uh, birthday. Well, I'll be 36 actually this year. Fuck. But I'm sorry. No, it's not. You know what? It's not bad, man. We're getting. It, it's all right. It's all right. It's a yeah. fine age. We're aging well. We are. You know, you take care of yourself and you do things you love. And you, I listened to that one. See the one about the one with Seb. You were talking about your Crohn's stuff. Okay. Can I say that again? I guess you already said it once. Yeah, you could say that. Okay, Crohn's. <laughs> I. Had a digestive problem as well. Okay. And I have, I got diagnosed with diverticulitis a couple of years ago. Oh. I haven't really told, I don't, I've never told this to anyone, it's, like, outside well, of, like, like, a... a million, I think a million six hundred and twenty-two people are going to hear this now. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's my listenership. No, it, I don't know how many people. That's your mailing list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I've been, I'm like, understand not... Like I understand. That's an autoimmune thing as well, right? No, it's no? not. No, okay. It's, this is like an early thing that could lead to that. Okay. Which I'm trying to prevent. Diverticulitis. It's just like these little pouches, these I little like sacs that live inside your, your in your gut, in your intestine. Right. And they catch particles, not particles. Right. Things. Why are they? De- why do they develop? I don't know. Some people. It's just genetics for some people. Okay. Some older people get it, and and then that's why they drink Mylanta a lot. Right. I see. And <laughs> that's are you already I'm, starting on the Mylanta? I'm not. I'm taking care of myself. Do you have a do? You, uh, do you take care of yourself dietarily? Do you have a certain way that you eat? And I just try to eat a lot of fiber, enough mm-hmm. fiber. That's what they say is good for that. Yeah, go, okay. Go to the bathroom a lot. Yeah, and or on a regular basis. Clean it out. Yeah, clean make, it all out. Make you sure don't want things getting caught in the sacks. <laughs> no. Yeah, keep your sacks clean. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and. Uh, just exercising, man. Just like yeah. normal, normal use of your body. Just like yeah. go and go and just go and do something that's not sitting down. What do you do for that? I go to the gym with uh-huh. my wife. That's not. That's boring. And we. I thought you were gonna say like we like, fucking throwing logs around. or I something. I should, man. Some but Rocky Balboa shit. I wish. I need to do that. <laughs> but my shit's even funnier, I think, than that. Um, we started doing boot camp at <sighs> um, the gym. Yeah. And. The funniest shit about it was, like, we were doing it for a while, and I was, like, the only guy there, and whatever. I wasn't too self-conscious about it, but I was like, this is interesting. I'm the only dude here. But you're with your wife. Yeah, and then yeah. there was, like, then there was like more dudes in, 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 in pulses, you know, of different mm-hmm. um, stages of me doing it, you know, starting it until now. And um, But the funniest shit is, like, the mixes, like, uh, the, 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 the instructors have, and, like, they're all, like, super high energy, like, right. dancey, kind of, like, all pop songs, like, deep mega mixes. And um, mega mix. They play your friend's shit. And yeah, 
And the funniest shit was one day she like flipped the mix, which kind of threw me all off. I didn't know what was going on. But, um, and she, yo, she, um, the first song she's like, all right, everybody, here we go. Get on your socks. We're going to get it. Oh, my God. And so she's got this, like, uh, uh, what they call it, countryman. Madonna mic. Yeah, the Britney Spears Madonna mic. And she's like, all right, everybody, here we go. And then she hits the mix, and the song that comes on is, there it is. Okay. It's like, ding, 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 ding. And I was like, what? I was like, this is crazy. And I'm like, you know, I'm like fucking working out to this shit. And like, everyone else is like real serious face, like working out. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe no one else is freaking out about this right now. I was like, if I had like a friend here that knew. And so then that shit happens, and then that song starts fading out, and then the crossfade is Space Jam. And I was like, what is going on here? I was like, this is insane. She knows her shit, man. She just got me hyped. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, boot camp sounds appealing to me, man. You should come yeah. to New York. Just come <laughs> just to boot camp. <laughs> yeah. um, what, how long have you lived in New York? I moved there in 2006. Okay. Was that was that out of no? You must have check left. this out. This one's blueberry. You got a third chapstick? Oh my god! Yeah. You do have nice lips. Very <laughs> hydrated lips. Very hydrated lips. Um, <laughs> no, you went there. What after? You got something in your hair. It's like a, a cigarette uh, tinsel. It's tinsel. It's tinsel. Let's go into that because I know you get into you like visuals. You like a little something. I could have pegged you as as a. As much as I would have said music guy, music school, art school seems to make sense as well. Yeah. It seem, you seem like you do come from an artsy place, and I've seen videos of these tinsel monsters. Yeah. Tell me about that. I made them last year for a show in Mexico City, and, and um, you know, since I'm on stage by myself, I just tried to think of an economical way to um, create a setting every night to make it feel like my own thing without rolling up and then you're like at the club that's got like the banner of their club right. in the background right. you're like hootie delight budweiser yeah. yeah yeah like what is that you know who, right. who who thinks that's a good idea who makes what budweiser that, yeah. <laughs> and so um i thought of just trying to figure out how to like surround myself and so i designed these costumes and made them with some with the help of some people mm-hmm. and Essentially, they're each costume is made from like a hundred tinsel wigs, and I probably shouldn't give away how much uh, or what that is. Yeah, I don't want to give away how, what, what what they're made out of. I mean, like oh, how they're made. Got you. Uh, you don't have to. That's fine. But um, I mean, you just did. I know, but I didn't. I, didn't, I was almost gonna break it all down. Yeah. Sometimes I break it down. That's good much. enough. Hundred tinsel wigs is good enough. To- and um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So that's what what they are, and then I choreograph the moves, and I get volunteers every night in every city and I've done more than like 50 shows now with these and just teach people like an hour or two before do what they're going to do like five, six, seven, eight. yeah <laughs> and people who've never danced or anything like that because it's it conceals your body completely right and, and so it's just like these people are on stage and then they're in like this womb they're in like this trance womb and you could be on, in Carnegie Hall and like they don't even they can't even see anyone you know? right right so it's pretty cool I like that. Can can we go? At, this is a little backwards, but yeah, I, I want to talk about your. your origin. Are you going to edit this? No, not really. Okay, I I used to. I don't anymore. Really, you just let. It I think f- this is interesting. Okay, like, how it is, right? Okay, whatever you say. Um, no, but I I I'm curious about your like just growing up and you're Ecuadorian, yeah, mm-hmm. and your folks moved over here to 
No, well, my mom, not here, but Florida, uh, Florida, right? My mom um, moved to Manhattan when she was 13, and my dad moved to Long Island when he was like 17, 16. Okay, so well before you were born. Yes. Um, they w- were in the States. Um, what What are your parents, what do they do or, or did they do? My dad um, is a CNC machinist. I thought you said CNC music factory. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Florida. Like, it's all making sense now. Okay. No, CNC machine. What is that? It's like someone who makes, uh, like, uh, he's an, essentially makes, he's a machinist, so he design, he creates, like, metal chassis for right. computer-operated things, like, things that, like, have, like, electronic guts. Okay. So he makes, like, the, the, the skeleton of something, okay. you know, for, to be electronic. Got it. Or covers it, whatever. Yes. And then my mom, she's, I mean... Mostly, and besides being a mom, a great mom, a great mother, um, she is, like, she went to school in the 60s, and she went to, like, a high school that was, like, an all-girls, like, uh, school that prepared you to be a a woman that would work in an office, you know what I mean? With that mentality of, like, this is your place, this is the greatest way for you to get a job as a woman, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, like, the worst, uh, just the worst foundation for that just how shit has been done for since probably world war ii or something I don't yeah know. and yeah. so she has been um i feel like my mom's been kind of like a secretary her whole life mm-hmm. and that's what she does and my so that's that's like our background in terms of like i don't my parents aren't like uh they never went to like any kind of like crazy music school or anything like that they just like some chill ass fun are, people. Are they music people though? Or do they like music? Yeah, my parents used to have crazy parties at the house and like my dad would invite like all these musicians to come over and play. Okay. And then they would just throw like a jam every weekend and okay. we'd dance and sing and play music and record it on the karaoke machines and nice. and this would be like Friday and Saturday and Sunday would be like the barbecue. Okay. And this would be like once or twice a month, you know? And where, where where was this at? What, South Florida. South Florida. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Okay. I just had uh, a buddy of mine. You know Bluebird? I've heard. Of, I know his stuff. He's yeah. a rapper from from Fort Lauderdale. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. That's he, cool. He was just on here uh, like for maybe four or five episodes ago. Okay. Yeah, real good guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. I will probably. You know, man. I'm not saying this. I have a hard time listening to my voice talking yeah. recorded. So if I never listen to this, Dude, that's that's your prerogative, <laughs> man. That's all. That's all good. I get so I get so caught up in like I, you know, you hear yourself talking. And yeah, like, I'm probably gonna hear my. I'll probably hear myself saying this to myself and being like, I think you have a beautiful voice. Why did I just say this? Why am I? Why am I even talking about this right now? <laughs> yeah, I think you have a very nice voice, and and everything that you're saying is gold, gold, platinum. I don't say that out of um, I'm not. I wasn't fishing for. I was just. It's so well, crazy. You got fish. You caught some fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's... That's for my family. That's what we used to do. Yeah. That's what my family mainly was, um, you know, and just, it was a great environment in terms of, like, encouragement to pursue fun times in your life, like, being happy, mostly, yeah. you know? I mean, there's obvious, like, realities beyond being, like, idealistic in the sense that, like, you know, go to school to make money. So there's, like things that were ingrained in them in a traditional sense that they wanted me to, like, right. be a businessman or something. Right. Did and they not understand the, the art school move exactly? No, I mean, they, they, my brother was a graphic designer, so they, they're like, oh, you're going to be a graphic designer. And right. I'm like, nah. Right. And then I started doing animation, and they're like, oh, you're going to do, like, uh, commercials. And I'm right. like, nah. 
And it was like, I like this. I remember in, like, junior year of high school, 98, 97, something like that, I had this um, square pusher CD, and I was in a car with my dad, and he's like, what, what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, oh, I was like, I want to, I was like, I want to make music like this, Dad. He's like, play it for me, and I put it on, and that shit was crazy as fuck. Right. And I, he listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> and he listened to it for like 30 seconds. He's like, take this shit off. <laughs> wow. He was like, what? Are you yeah. sm- are you on drugs? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not on drugs. He didn't ask me that, but um. Yeah, so pretty early on, I understood that I was uh, interested in things that were strange for me and maybe for other people. But, right. Yeah. Well, for that, I mean, that generation and especially immigrants from elsewhere, like, people that immigrate here, and I don't know exactly about your parents, tend to be more, like, focused on, okay, Success and making it and blah blah blah. That's like yeah. I that's mean, why we moved here. <laughs> is that was that the reason? I mean, I think that's any immigrant's yeah. reason. I yeah. mean, like my parents, right? They have a little more opportunity. Yeah, and they did, and they provided yeah. a situation where like I would have never probably became what I'm, I am now if I right. was born in Ecuador. Right. You know. Right. So, um, so being that you sing in Spanish a lot, do you have a following in Latin America? I think so. I mean, it's it's definitely. I communicate with a lot of people down there that are interested in my music. Have you been? I mean, you've been. You said Mexico City. Have you been anywhere else? Yeah, I played Mexico City a bunch. I played Puerto Rico. I played Bogota, Ecuador. I think those are the main Spanish-speaking Latin mm-hmm. American countries, and then Spain. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I, I, Let's yeah. go. I know that's how. I'm, well, I am doing the Costa Rica thing. That's gonna be fresh. But I want to. I would like to tour down there. I've never, never toured down there at all. It's hard, man. It's not like. It's not like the U.S. It's not like you're like right. Call a bill in right. this city. There's not that. Yeah. Like you go there and you're not getting paid, and it's kind of like you got to figure out how to get somewhere. And someone's like, "Oh yeah, wait, how many plugs do you need?" Right. We only have three. I mean, like we only right. have three. Right. It's right. not like right. we're too lazy to get you another one. Right. You know. Um, there's a definitely like a different kind of um, system infrastructure where there's not a lot of like um, the DIY spaces are all there's a it's like across the board and then there's like a normal venue right that costs a lot of money to yeah. like have something happen there uh, relative money you know to what their economic situation is but not um, yeah it's hard it's definitely hard but it's fun if you get the opportunity to get down there because it's like the people are um, really it's great. I think people forget how close, and people in the United States forget how close um, we are to such a wide variety of like uh, nuanced culture in terms of like Latin America. Not just like I think everyone, not everyone, but there's like you know, Mexico is right there, and so everyone thinks like everyone's Mexican that speaks Spanish, right. and in a cultural sense. And like so, when they go to Latin America, they're like Ecuador. What's Ecuador? What? There's mountains. There's a beach. There's mm-hmm. you know. There's this, you know, um, area in Ecuador that was, like, called Esmeralda. There's an area called Esmeraldas where, like, um, there was this... Uh, I'm going to loosely quote this his, this historic trivial fact, but there was a boat of um, slaves that were on its way, and it got... Um, essentially couldn't make it to shore, and, and the, um, uh, the owners, the white owners, bounced from the boat 
and left all the slaves in. The slaves were like, fuck it, let's swim. So they swam to shore, and it was like the first settled, like, black okay. area that of... Um, so they, and they were basically freed by the fact that the, the owners did, dipped on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, which is amazing. You know, there's yeah. all these, like, smaller, nuanced cultures, that, yeah. and then there's, like, a rich uh, history of, like, beautiful music there, and... and you know, there's just so much, right? And it's just like... I saw the Anthony Bourdain episode. <laughs> I, I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's just so much down there in the sense that it's it's there, but it's so hard to kind of like... Um, for people to understand that it's a different pace to like make music or do something down there. It's really difficult. You yeah. Know? In the sense that like you just got to have a different kind of patience, you know? I'm, I'll, I'll wait for the uh, perhaps the, the, the festivals to bring me to some kind of festival to be like, all right, we want you guys to come down. And if you dip do... my toe with the festival. Yeah, and that's the best way to do it because you're, like, a little more cradled and you have a little yeah. more, like, um, help. Financial security there. Yeah, but um, I recommend it for yeah. everyone to do that. Yeah. Stop going to Europe and just go to South America. I want to. It's you know? closer. I mean, you know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I would like to do that. Well, let's close up, but okay. but I want to hear. Sorry no, to talk so much, dude. No, 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 no. It's perfect. Quit, quit second guessing and doubting yourself. Um, I want to build your confidence back up. I'm gonna, first, I'm gonna strip it all down and then build it back up. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I want to know what if you have any plans for the future. Like, if you have any any kind of shit that you're like, all right, I'm gonna, you know, th- these are my my, even if they're distant future plans. Um, you must have your eye on something. Well, I have things lined up this year. Like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna build some new costumes, and I'm gonna do. I'm hoping to work with like some ballerinas to be inside the costume and choreograph mm-hmm. them to, like choreograph each song, or, or each yeah choreograph them to each song while I perform. That was uh, that was the Blistex right there. No, that was Carmax. Carmax, sorry, Carmax. <laughs> <laughs> um and. Uh, that's one thing I have my eyes yeah. set on, and I just finished a new record, and then um, I don't know. That's like a that's like a this year plan. Mm-hmm. I think within the next five years, I'm hoping to. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that far ahead, man. That's good. I think it's I good th- to think, and you know what? And that's probably why you are so prolific because you're not like thinking down the road like I want to do this and that. You're just like, okay, I'm going to do this today. That, that's bad though no that's better no that's better man keep it keep it like in the moment it's not always in the moment i mean there's a lot that is is is, is projected as if it's in the moment but then there's like we've been working on this for six months right right you know but there's like a there's a way to create a balance of that where you like how to feed some like a an, like a like a plan you have you know like okay you have something six months in advance just make a schedule yeah yeah, you know, next month you'll work on it for like two days, and then the month after that you work on it like eight days, and then the month after that you have to hit it for like two weeks. Right. You know, it's right. like there's a way to like um, pace yourself, and that's what I've been learning to do. It's just like, well, how do I spread my time? Like, really look at my time and be like, what is time, and what am I doing with my time? And so like I said, time does not exist, but it doesn't. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Something's happening right now somewhere else, like. Simultaneously, perhaps this same conversation, but slightly different. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, okay. no, that's that's good. I, I I've been sitting here with Roberto Lang. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. In the uh, third floor of the ice cream factory, second oh. floor, third floor, third floor. If you count the first, the the ground way. floor, um, ice cream factory in 
Cincinnati, Ohio. What's this neighborhood called? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It does, right? Brighton? Is it Brighton? Brighton. Brighton. Cincinnati, Ohio. Right between, smack dab between Northside and downtown or over the Rhine. And uh, we're going to sign off. Say bye to these people out there. Goodbye to everyone listening to the Wandering Wolf podcast by Yoni. Yes. Yoni Wolf. And I'm sampling that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Homies, homets, it's been my pleasure to bring you this broadcast of the Wandering Wolf. Please stick around. I'll see you every week. Sorry, I... I don't know why I have it in my head, but we were testing a sub today over my brother's house, and that was the song that we were using, so that got stuck in my head. But, um, yeah, I, I do be coming at you weekly, on a weekly basis. These these pop out of my uh, womb every Wednesday. So come and see me Wednesdays. You said Monday. I said Wednesday. Uh, so... I'll be back next week with a whole new episode. Stick around for the next episode. I've been Yoni Wolf. This has been the Wandering Wolf. The Wandering Wolf Podcast.com. I didn't even say that. At Yoni Wolf on all your social media devices. Peace out. Have a great week. Keep wandering. Keep wandering. Keep wandering. Keep wandering. Keep wandering. Keep wandering. Keep wandering.
like an outro. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that.